0: to the Go Hard Chick podcast. This is your host, Crystal Holmes, and today I'm bringing you episode 51, Go Hard Chicks. We're going to talk about the skin and specifically acne. Let me tell you, Go Hard Chicks, I have been looking for someone to discuss skin issues like acne, so I was thrilled to stumble upon and to bring you Dr. Yug Varma. Dr. Varma has an interesting take on the skin and his treatment system is different. It's refreshing. And this is the type of guest I wanted to bring to you to discuss this particular issue. Just to give you an overview and insight of the discussion I'm going to have with Dr. Varma, we are going to talk about the skin microbiome. Yes, the skin does have its own microbiome like the gut. Now, many of you all obviously may be familiar with the gut microbiome, but just in case you aren't, let me just give you a little bit of information. Your gut microbiome is a collection of approximately 40 trillion, yes, trillion different organisms that live within your gut, okay? And like the gut, your skin also has its own microbiome as well. Now these organisms include bacteria and different viruses and a whole lot of other stuff that I'm not going to get into, but the microbiome plays a critical role in our health. Now the skin is similar to the gut microbiome. It's made up of millions of bacteria, fungi, viruses, and similarly to our gut, these microorganisms have or play essential roles in the protection against invading pathogens. We're going to talk about today in the case of acne, how our skin microbiome can sometimes become disturbed, if you will, or imbalanced, which may lead to acne. And so Dr. Varma is going to walk us through how this process takes place and what we can do to address the issue. He is the co-founder and CEO of Phyla, which is a probiotic acne system. And I'm excited. I was really excited to learn about Phyla and Dr. Varma and what it has to offer. As someone who struggled with acne from the time I was a preteen or a teenager, well into my 30s, this conversation even though I don't suffer with acne anymore, this conversation was refreshing to see how things have advanced scientifically and medically, which will give acne sufferers alternatives. So I was glad to have this conversation. I wish this technology (laughs) was around, 20 years ago or whatever it was when I was really suffering. I mean, and I tell you, I suffered. I stayed in my dermatologist's office. I tried just about every drug they had to offer and it might clear up for a minute, but I would be right back there in the doctor's office a month or two later. So without further ado, Go Hard Chicks, welcome to the Go Hard Chick podcast, Dr. Yug Varma. Welcome to the Go Hard Chick podcast, Dr. Varma. I am thrilled that you are here today. Thank you for joining us.
1: Hey, Crystal. Um, great to see you, and I'm excited to chat about acne today.
0: Yes, I I, I was mentioning to you before we recorded, and I, I share a lot of personal stuff on this podcast, Doc. So <laughs> um, for many years from the time I was a preteen, I really struggled with acne, and of course, all the issues that, I mean, when you're a teenager, you're embarrassed, um, you're ashamed, you're like, make it go away. But it, it continued on well into my thirties. And I, I stayed in my dermatologist's office. Like it was regularly. And I remember, (laughs) I remember the dermatologist that I saw for the longest amount of time had a chart and she would bring that in the uh, room with her every time she saw a patient and the chart listed out like all of the medication one could take that was Mm -hmm. out during that time. And I remember her showing me this chart and going through it all and basically saying, we, you know, Crystal, you've tried everything. We've tried every drug out there except for Accutane. And I, I remember I refused to try Accutane, but I'm really excited. Like I said about this conversation, just because of my own personal struggles with acne. And I want to see what you have to share that can help people now so they don't have to suffer like I did. So thank you for joining us.
1: Yeah. um, Crystal, so, you know, what I will say is uh, that your experience is actually very much the norm with people who suffer from acne because acne is on our face and we can't hide it from ourselves or from other people because that's what we're presenting to the world. And in our eagerness to get rid of um, kind of this problem that we have, uh, which is a big problem. It affects many, many aspects of our lives. We're willing to do pretty much e- everything. And I, I'm actually, I applaud your restraint in, in not trying Accutane because it is a very powerful drug. It can have dangerous side effects. Um, so let me introduce myself and we'll and sort of dive into the science of acne. Uh, I'm Jung, I'm the co-founder and CEO of Phyla. Um, I am a, a scientist by training. So I got my Ph.D. from Johns Hopkins. Um, I did a postdoc uh, over at UCSF and then I started this company. Um, And and while I was at UCSF, I was studying the microbiome. So I've been studying it for about 12 years now. Uh, And it's a very young field. It's less than 20 years old. um, And and it's just been really exciting to be a part of it, uh, to see the amazing innovations that have come out. Uh, and also see the interest that people have taken in this you know, scientific field and because uh, they see how it might impact their life. Uh, and, and for me, I take that kind of very seriously because as a scientist, it's obviously very exciting to see these basic scientific discoveries come out. Um, but then you know, I started to ask myself about six or so years ago, uh, you know, can we do better? Can we take this from the bench to, to an actual product that impacts people's lives? Um, And so, you know, that's, that's why I'm here. And and that's why I've I've done the research that I've done over the past few years.
0: Great, great. Now you mentioned the microbiome. And I mean, I know what that is, but like you said, it is relatively new. Um, And so a lot of the listeners may not, we've discussed the microbiome, I think in another episode, at least one other, but just for the listeners that aren't sure what that is, can you tell us what is the microbiome?
1: Mm-hmm. Um, so we have a rainforest's worth of diversity on our skin, and we can't even see it. This rainforest is invisible because its trees are made of bacteria, fungi, viruses, these microorganisms, and these microorganisms they live in a community on our skin that's called the skin microbiome. So this kind of protective layer of bacteria that's kind of invisible it protects us and keeps us healthy um and so you know your microbiome may be a lot different from mine um but when you know we're healthy when our skin is healthy then our microbiomes are in balance now when you get a chronic bacterial disease like acne um, eczema is another case uh, a bad bacteria, a specific bad bacteria will come in and overgrow and destroy this balance. And so your skin responds with inflammation and that's what, what acne is. In order to get back to health, we need to redress this balance and we need to uh, get back to a state of balance. But when we use a lot of harsh products like benzoyl peroxide, antibiotics, retinoids, you know we're actually, all of them, by the way, are antibacterial. So they're trying to get at the root cause of acne, which is this bacterial overgrowth, but they're indiscriminate in killing. So they're killing the bad bacteria, sure, but they're also killing a bunch of good bacteria because they don't know how to kind of tell the difference and they can't stop. And the result is not only that, they cause a lot of harsh side effects, right? The redness, the dryness, inflammation, irritation, but also in the case of retinoids, it's It's birth defects, it's liver damage, it's loss of bone density, risk of depression and suicide, some serious stuff. So put those side effects aside, but as these products that are so harsh are turning your rainforest, your protective skin microbiome into a desert, this has serious consequences long term because it makes you much more susceptible to relapse because this protective layer that you have is no longer there or is severely weakened. And so for us, it's, it's really about how do you um, make a more resilient microbiome? How do you recalibrate it to a healthy state? And then how do you keep it there at the levels that, that that are healthy for years and years so that you don't have to sort of go back to square one and feel frustrated and say, oh, man, I've had another relapse. This worked for a couple of months and now I'm, I feel so frustrated
0: yeah, that sounds really familiar to my experience. and i I did for many years, I use retinoids. I shudder at the thought of what damage I caused, but that was that was my exact story. I would be prescribed mm-hmm. something. I'd try it. it would work. And then by the time I headed in for my next appointment with my dermatologist, it <laughs> it wasn't working anymore. So, yeah, all right. Now, you touched on this, but I want to go a little deeper. What, what, what causes acne?
1: Mm-hmm. Now, obviously, acne is a really complex disease, right? We know things like diet, stress, hormone, genetics, they all have a part to play. But what the latest microbiome research has shown us is that if you look at acne through a microbiome lens, then all of these are secondary factors that are all pointing to the main root cause of acne which is the growth or overgrowth of this one bacterium called Cutibacterium bacterium acnes. Now, acne doesn't really affect kids, right? Like preteens or, you know, like an eight-year-old, for example, will never have acne. And that's because their skin doesn't really have any significant amount of cutie bacterium acnes at all. It is only at puberty when uh, your pores become deeper, you know, your hormones are, are causing this huge change in your body, that uh, your uh, sebaceous glands in your face activate, which is these oil-producing glands. And the oil is the primary food for this one bacteria. Now, QT bacteria is not all bad. We all have it as adults on our face, and, and it actually has a good function. It's only when it grows out of balance, when it overgrows, that it causes the inflammation, it causes this red flag to be uh, sent up and then the body responds with inflammation and so the the task in front of us is to control levels of it not completely kill all of it but to control its level so that it's not causing inflammation but it's it's there as a productive member of, of this community um so how do these other factors play in right diet uh every, you know different people have different triggers you know for you maybe chocolate for me maybe spicy food whatever but um, when you eat certain foods, then your body changes the quality or the amount of sebum that is being produced. And that's just food for the bacteria. So the bacteria sees more food, it grows more, right? And different people having their own triggers will experience that in different degrees. Uh, It's the same with stress. When you stress out, you sweat more, you're producing more oil, more bacteria will grow. Uh, Hormones, you have hormonal cycles, and that affects the oiliness of your skin. And and that causes a, a difference in bacterial growth as well. And, you know genetically we, some people have small pores big pores produce more or less oil and so on and so the, you know a lot of people think oh the oil is feeding the bacteria so the oil is the problem it's not actually the main problem because the oil has a natural and very important function for our skin it keeps our skin hydrated it's a very important moisture barrier um, it keeps your skin cells nourished and supple and it prevents over the long term aging and fine lines and wrinkles And so, if you're drying out your skin, you're depleting it of this, you know, nutrient that the body itself is producing. Then you're going to cause an accelerated sort of aging effect, and you won't see that obviously for five or ten years. But by the time you start to see it, the damage is done, and you can't reverse it. And so, it's really important not to kind of irreversibly dry out your skin, because you're not even hitting the main cause, right? Because if you could control the bacteria without affecting the the sebum uh, of your skin, then you could have it both ways. You could say, I have acne-free clear skin and I don't care how oily my skin is because I'm using a different way in order to control the bacteria on my skin. And we've found that way. um, And that's what phyla is all
0: about. Now, you mentioned the the overgrowth of the bacteria. What is the name of the bacteria again?
1: Right. Its full name is Cutibacterium acnes or C acnes.
0: C acnes. Mm -hmm. Okay. And you mentioned that there one could experience some sort of trigger that would make this bacteria grow.
1: Right. So for some people, food is a very acute trigger. For some people, it's not. And that's really how your body responds to the foods we eat. It's all individual. And so whatever your trigger food is, when you eat it, what's happening is it changes the quality or quantity of sebum that's produced in your body. And that change, if it's beneficial to the bacteria, then it's going to, you know, uh, overgrow and cause inflammation and cause more pimples.
0: Okay. Gotcha. 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 So when that starts to happen, say to a teenager, um, Mm -hmm. what what can they do to try to treat the acne and and successfully? Mm
1: Mm-hmm. So, you know, we've we've talked about how the bacteria are the main cause of acne. Um, and we've also talked about how many people try to control acne by drying out their skin and, and why that's not great. But, you know, fundamentally what's happening is, if I can present an analogy, is let's say you go out in your garden one day and you find a weed in your lawn, right? Um, you want to get rid of the weed. How are you going to go about it? You're not going to, pick up a can of gasoline, you know, sprinkle it all over your garden and set your garden on fire to to get rid of that one weed, that's ridiculous. But that's what we're doing to our microbiome. We're setting fire to our microbiome every day that we use these harsh products, you know, uh, that kill indiscriminately, uh, that's killing everything. And so instead of setting fire to your microbiome, what you would do is you'd look down at that weed, you'd scoop it up, replace it with a, a plant or a piece of you know, patch of grass or some dirt, and you're done. That's exactly what our technology does. We've identified a naturally occurring microorganism that specifically kills the bad bacteria without hurting any of the good bacteria in your skin microbiome. And so you're recalibrating your microbiome to a healthy state, and you're naturally bringing your microbiome in balance so that you don't have to indiscriminately thin out and kill your microbiome. You don't have to suffer through the relapses or the side effects, and you just get clear skin for life.
0: Now, just touching, I just thought of something regarding the microbiome. Would one have different types of skin microbiomes all over the body?
1: You're right. Uh, There are different skin microbiomes. You know, it's like different um, sort of environments and terrains. So there are principally three different types of skin microbiome. Uh, there's the microbiome of the face and your upper chest and upper back, which is <clears throat> where you get all your acne, right? Um, and that is called the oily skin microbiome. Um, then you have the wet and the dry. So the wet skin microbiome is in your kind of groin area, your axilla, which is your armpits, um, and, and you know any folds that you may have that like your um, elbow crease and so on. Uh, and then the dry skin is pretty much everything else. Skin on your arms and legs, your back, your lower back, and so on. Um, and so, you know, obviously, you will never get acne on your knee, for example. It'll only be in that, you know, the, the usual suspect areas, your face and your, your chest and your back. And that's because that skin produces a lot more sebum, a lot more oil, which is, again, a food for this very particular well-adapted bacterium C acnes.
0: Now, just thinking about my own journey, when I, as a preteen or teenager, started struggling with acne, I had it only in basically one area of my face, my forehead. Mm-hmm. But then as I grew older, that kind of cleared up. And then it went, I started to get really bad cystic acne, like on the chin, oh my gosh, on my nose. Mm-hmm. Would that, what would cause such a shift in the two different areas, the microbiome as well?
1: Um, it could be an interplay, right? <clears throat> and you, you'd be able to, well, with modern techniques, if you had access to a lab, you'd be able to test it out. Um, so one thing that could be happening is the pattern of oil production on your face changed, right? And um, you just start producing more oil around the jaw area, around your nose, etc. Another explanation would be, um, or another hypothesis would be that there were certain strains of c-acne's on your um, uh, forehead that weren't on your skin, uh, on your chin. Sorry, and then maybe through touch or through some other mechanism, you transferred from your forehead to the chin, and at some point, it took hold in the pores of your chin and started causing the same problem. So we do know that there are certain, um, you know, strains of this bacteria that are more acne causing than others. Some are just garden variety, just play really well with your skin. And some, you know, just produce certain molecules that irritate your skin a lot more.
0: Wow. Okay. That's, that's amazing. Now, what about you mentioned your product. Can you tell us how exactly does, does your product work? And I am assuming we, if someone were to use the product, they would just use it in the area where they have problems. Like for example, when it was on my forehead, I would Mm kind (laughs) of put the product there instead of all over my face. Share with us how your product can help someone.
1: Yeah. So, um, the, the way we um, recalibrate the microbiome in this really fine-tuned and specific way is that we use these organisms called bacteriophages, or phages for short. Now, what are phages? Phages are um, harmless tiny viruses that really don't interact with human cells at all, but they're very, very efficient and specific killers of bacteria. In fact, there's nat- they're nature's best defense against bacteria. Um, Now, these phages are all over the environment around us. They're in seawater, they're in lakes, they're in soil, they're everywhere. And billions of phages harmlessly pass through our body every day. Now, um, going back to probably six years ago now, there was a paper published that looked at uh, people with healthy skin and people with acne and looked at their microbiomes and said, can we pick out a consistent difference? The most consistent difference they could find was that People with healthy skin carry the phages that kill this acne bacteria, the C acnes. And people with acne skin don't have it on their skin at all. Mm. And this is really interesting because we've known that C is this bacterium, has been associated with the disease for decades now, you know, 80, 70, 80 years. Um, and now there's this organism that specifically kills these bacteria that's found on healthy skin and so there's a hypothesis that, you know, we all have those annoying friends of ours who are, um, who just have perfect skin, just wake up looking amazing, <laughs> eat what they want, don't wash their face and, and still look great. Chances are they are carrying this phage naturally on their skin. That's naturally balancing that their microbiome. And some unfortunate souls like us, we don't have it. Um, and so we decided to democratize this organism put it in a bottle so that, you know, you may not have it, you may not be born with it, but you, um, have an opportunity to take advantage of this, this amazing sort of self-balancing organism to recalibrate your microbiome.
0: Okay. That's very interesting because I, my sibling, my sister always had perfect skin <laughs>
1: mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> and I couldn't understand like, why is it that I suffer from acne? I think my brother suffered from acne too, but maybe not as, 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 you know, to the extent that I did, but she had perfectly clear skin. Um, Mm -hmm. so that's very interesting. Now, some of us, as we've gotten older, you know, we may have skated past the preteen or teenage acne, but then they start to get acne later in life. Is it similar reasons
1: um, yes, the main cause of acne across different sort of age groups, but also the, the different types of acne, right? So um, just folliculitis and fungal acne, but that's complete, it's not really acne, it's a kind of dermatitis or a folliculitis. Uh, but acne, as it is, whether it's cystic or hormonal or mild or moderate, you know, or pustular, the, all of them are caused by the overgrowth of this one bacterium, the same disease, the same progression, and then it's really the, the particulars, right? Our, our hormonal cycles, our genetics, et cetera, et cetera, that, that result in the, the particular variants. Um, but again, all of these can be, you know, have the same cause and can be treated in the same way.
0: Okay. Now with your product or tell us, is it just one product or is it multiple products that one would need to use to try to get their acne controlled?
1: Right. So the phyla system is a three product three-step system it's very um, easy to use it's a minimalist system that anyone can incorporate in their daily routine and their skincare regimen Um, it has a cleanser a serum and a moisturizer so the cleanser is a non-foaming gel cleanser with tea tree oil and salicylic acid um, and it really helps to kind of Um, uh, uh, clear the skin, obviously, of of, uh, dirt and debris, but also kind of open up the pores and prepare the skin to receive the serum. Now, the serum has our flagship technology, the phages in it, live phages, um, and you apply it on the skin and the phages will then go into your pore and start, you know, killing the bacteria that are out of balance. Finally, the serum is a as a product that's compatible with our our product often because a lot of people have you know a lot of people come to us have taken a bunch of uh, other acne products and it causes a chronic drying of the skin and they need more hydration so if you need more hydration beyond the serum then you get the the moisturizer that uh plays really well with the phages because our research showed that there are actually many many common skincare ingredients that are widespread in, in a lot of products that actually cause big changes in the microbiome. And that's not great. Um, and so we wanted to make sure that all of our products are gentle on the microbiome and, um, do not kind of affect large scale changes of their own, because obviously we want to keep the microbiome happy.
0: Okay. Now, when someone uses this system, is there, I hate to ask this, but I, I know people want to know And when I was suffering, I would want to know too. Mm -hmm. when, when can people expect results? Like how Mm -hmm. long would it take? So
1: there isn't a, 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 you know, blanket answer for this, which I know is very like frustrating and not satisfying, but we've seen some like hugely uh, improving results in a very short period of time. And for some people, it just takes longer. Um, And so we, we just don't tell, we don't, talk about that at all because, look, acne is a long-term disease. It's a chronic disease. You're going to have it for months and years. And obviously, seeing results is really important, especially early on because it encourages you, tells you you're on the right path. Um, And so we encourage people to use it for uh, two months. And that's why our product only comes in a two-month supply because we want to encourage people to incorporate good habits in their skincare regimen. Um, so for some people, it's it's a days or a, a week or two before they start seeing results. But in general, and especially depending on your skin, your acne history, your, your particular skin type, and, and you know, just the particulars of how you grew up and when you had started having acne and so on, it may take longer. Um, so we get this question all the time. And our response is, um, take it for two months, you will definitely see an improvement. And the longer you stay on it, the more your microbiome will get recalibrated because it's, there've been studies on this. It's actually quite difficult to move the microbiome one way or another. And so you're often just sort of nudging it slowly in a, in a good direction. And you need to keep doing that.
0: And I'm assuming while they're using your product, no more retin-A, no, you know, benzoyl peroxide, (laughs) none of those other products.
1: We certainly advise against it because we know what these products are doing and, and the damage that they can cause. And even without us telling you, you feel the the harshness of it on your skin. Um, obviously, some people, you know, acne is a really important issue. People want to get rid of it. and And for a lot of people, that means throwing everything you can at it we advise against it because we have an approach that you don't need to do this. And it's up until now, people didn't have that option. So I totally get that. But some people say, look, I've been prescribed this. My doctor just prescribed me this treatment. I'm not going to stop it. Can I use Phyla? So so the answer is yes, Phyla is compatible with any and all of those regimens. Um, From our point of view, you don't need to do those anymore because you have a better, more scientifically informed and, and advanced option. Uh, but if you want to combine those, then you're happy to do it. We advise that you use your retin-A, peroxide, whatever it is in the morning, and then use phyla at night um, just so you separate them and, and you're just giving your skin a chance to kind of recover from some harsh stuff.
0: Now, when you do start um, seeing results with phyla, do you continue using it for a period of time or is there another uh, phase of products you should use or do you just stop completely?
1: So the great thing about phyla and our technology is that the organism that we use is sort of self-regulating. So initially your microbiome is out of balance. We're bringing it in balance. And then as we bring it in balance, we need to kind of maintain it in that state, right? And so the serum is great as a maintenance product as well, because since we use this sort of self-regulating organism, if your microbiome is in balance and there isn't an overgrowth of C. acnes, it's it's just going to hydrate your skin, it's going to keep it really nice and protected and not hurt your microbiome in any way. If If there is an overgrowth, there is bacteria available for the phage to kill, then the phage will target them and then bring that in balance. So you know, it, like I said, it's really important to keep that microbiome in balance once you've done all the hard work. And so we encourage people to stay on it, you know, for as long as they can to, to see the continued effect.
0: Got it. Got it. Now I did have a question that I skipped over. I want to swing back to it before I forget. Now, how do prebiotics or probiotics, how can they help our skin if at all?
1: Mhm. So, there's a lot of talk about probiotic skincare. Um, and unfortunately, you know, as a scientist and as an educator, I feel like it's my duty to kind of cl- clear up some sort of questions around it. Unfortunately, most my probiotic skincare out there is not probiotic at all for the simple reason that um, there a probiotic means a live microorganism. And most of these skincare products don't have any live microorganisms. And the ones that do use organisms that are actually probiotics for the gut, not for the skin. So they're like lactic acid bacteria, bifidobacteria, uh, etc., cetera, um, that are basically, you know, in your yogurt, et cetera. So, um, you know, those bacteria are great for your gut. Have a tangible benefit but for whether whether they're doing anything for your skin is is just you know it's not there's no evidence to support that so i would be careful um and and the way to sort of see whether you have live probiotics or not in your product is to look at the ingredients list isolate the the probiotic ingredient and if it has the words extract or ferment or lysate in you know in that word uh then it it's a dead bacteria. It's not alive. Um, prebiotics are basically um, substances that are put in there that are basically food for the probiotic bacteria. And um, so prebiotics are just small molecules that would feed the beneficial bacteria at the expense of the non-beneficial bacteria. And so there are there are many skincare products now with prebiotics in them, um, and you know you can check those
0: out. Okay. But from what I'm hearing, they, in your professional opinion, they probably don't offer that much, um, realistically in trying to solve someone's acne issues.
1: Um, yeah. So a lot of the prebiotics that are used for skincare are unfortunately prebiotics for, um, the gut. So, you know, it's like trying to feed a dog fish food, (laughs) Different bacteria have very different kind of things that they eat and, and, and think places that they grow in. And so you can't just say, oh, let's take this pro- prebiotic from the gut. Your uh, fructo, you know, uh, oligosaccharides, galacto-oligosaccharides, inulin, you know, all of those are, are great things, prebiotics for your gut, because they really are fantastic for certain gut bacteria. But skin bacteria are going to not feed on those. They're not going to recognize them as food. Um, and so to me, it's, it's a little bit about marketing, marketing instead of actual science. Uh, and that's fine. I mean, that's not what we do, but to each their own. Um, but you know, just to be a responsible kind of educator and, and skincare consumer, you should know what's in your products and, and why you're using them.
0: And I think a, a big, and correct me if I'm wrong, I think the big issue people need to understand is the gut microbiome is different from your skin microbiome.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like, um, you know, there are plants in the ocean and there's plants in on land, but you wouldn't take, you know, an ocean plant and plant it on in, on the land and expect it to grow. Right. Your gut bacteria are completely different from your skin bacteria. Um, they see different foods, they have different environments, mm they have different functions. Um, and so they're completely different. And what we are doing is fully focused on the skin microbiome because it, we know its uniqueness and we know what's going on and we know how to fix the imbalance.
0: This was a great discussion. Thank you. Now, is there anything that I didn't ask you that you wanted to share?
1: You know, you had talked about how, as you got older, your acne has kind of disappeared by itself, Right or resolved gotten milder um this is obviously a universal phenomenon um and we know this we know that acne is mostly a teenager's disease and then it affects you know younger adults in smaller amounts and then as you get older it gets less and less and partly we think it's because oh your hormonal cycles kind of even out or the 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 sebum that your skin produces lessens but the study that I was talking about, where we see these phages associated with healthy skin and not acne skin, they also looked at healthy skin of older people. And they found that those people carry the most amount, you're most likely to find the phages on their skin, the phages that kill this one acne bacteria. And so that might actually explain why over time, these um, uh, your acne kind of disappears, and these phages might be responsible for it. Um, and and the way we think it's happening is you just go through life, you have, you know, partners, you are rubbing your skin up against, you know, family members, etc. And through these chance encounters, at some point, you acquire this phage, it s- starts to stably inhabit your, your face and you tend to have it for the rest of your life. And that may be, you know, key um, factor in your acne kind of going away.
0: Wow. Now that's very interesting. You did touch on that before how coming in contact with different individuals, you know, skin contact could Mm -hmm. transfer. That's because I really don't know what happened, but it did just go away. Now I was seeing a different dermatologist at that time and she recommended like, some sort of chemical pill that I can't remember, mm-hmm. and it seemed like once I started getting those pills, it cleaned up. Um, but I, I, I was never convinced that that was the only reason. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it it was pretty dramatic. So maybe I do have the phages now. And
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean it's it's random, but um, you know you. If, again, if you had access to a lab, then you'd be able to pinpoint it. But it's it's a very interesting hypothesis.
0: So Dr. Varma, how can people find out about phyla? Where can they purchase it? How can they find out more about you?
1: Um, so we're online at phylobiotics.com. Um, and we're also on social media on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, uh, at phylobiotics. Um, you can visit our website. I think that's a great way to kind of as a, as a resource to start to learn more about your skin, acne, the skin microbiome, and then phages, our technology. Uh, we have the science up up there, we have the our clinical data, our clinical trial that we ran to show how effective this can be. And then, um, you know, it's a great way to kind of educate yourself, make the best decision for yourself and your skin. Um, and then you can buy it off of that website as well.
0: Okay, great. And you do not need a prescription.
1: No, it's just over the counter. So you just order it and it shows up on your door.
0: This was great information. I'm, I'm, I'm sure the listeners are going to take note of this because so many of us have suffered from acne. We've got kids that are probably suffering from acne now and we want some <laughs> alternatives. So,
1: Yeah, and that's the thing. Um you know, we have a lot of parents buying for their kids because they've looked around as their kids are becoming teenagers and they're seeing the same exact products and solutions that they had as a kid. And they remember how awful it was to be on acne medication and they're kind of surprised and disappointed that that we haven't been able to push the envelope more, come up with new solutions uh, because they don't wanna give those products that didn't work or caused horrible damage to their skin, to the kids. Um, and so when they come to us, you know, we, we, we totally understand where they're at and we're really happy to provide them that option. And we, we talk to dermatologists who are similarly frustrated because they say, look, I have a limited toolbox and I know what the damage that these products are going to do to people's skin. And I, I hate it, but I have to prescribe it because I have you know, there's nothing else that I can do. So hopefully we're changing the, you know, bringing more science into acne, bringing more innovation into it. Um, and then just showing people, our customers, how they can solve their acne with a different approach where they don't have to settle for the skin damage and the sort of constant, um, set of setbacks of relapses.
0: Yeah. And that's why I've been more in tune, even though my situation is cleaned up, I do have a daughter, um, who's Mm -hmm. approaching puberty and I'm nervous. Hopefully she won't have any issues, but you know, I just don't want her to go through the years of struggle that I did. So thank you, doctor. I'm excited about this, this, your product, the system, hopefully my daughter won't need it, but if she does, I'll be ordering. (laughs) (laughs) Great. Thank you so much, doctor. It was a pleasure speaking to you.
1: You too. This was, this was great. Thank you, Crystal.
0: Well, there you have it, Go Hard Chicks. Another great episode all about the skin microbiome and acne with Dr. Varma. I hope you enjoyed this one. I know I did. If you enjoyed this episode or any of the Go Hard Chick podcast episodes, please leave a positive rating and review. It really helps me to continue on with the show. Once again, Go Hard Chicks, thank you for listening. Take care.